And here we go. Here we go on this Monday in the city. I believe it's the fifth day of February 2024, six o'clock straight up, which means it is time once again, ladies and gentlemen, for Real Talk Memphis. Very happy to have you with us uh, on uh, this uh, cool, crisp evening in the city. Chip Washington with you, your humble host. Uh, very happy to uh, be here and Back to uh, the air chair uh, once again. Uh, it's always a risk, you know, when you get out here in these streets. But I tell you, there's a lot going on out there. There's a lot of potholes out there as well. But that's a whole nother conversation for actually another show. Uh, but uh, so happy to have you with us uh, on this evening. If you choose to do so, and there are many ways uh, that you can pick up this fine piece of radio broadcasting. And you're asking yourself, well, Chip, tell us some of those ways. Well, I'll be happy to. One is uh, 91.7 on your FM dial. That is WYXR. Uh, of course, we're broadcasting live. We are also on the WYXR app. You can find us on the TuneIn app. We're broadcasting on Facebook Live this evening, ladies and gentlemen, so you can also catch us there. And uh, when the show posts next uh, day or so, you can uh, pick us up uh, on YouTube and as we are a podcast, you can pick us up wherever it is you choose to get your podcast. So uh, we've got all that laid out for you. So you have many ways to uh, catch us and I uh, hope you stick with us for a while. You know, we're on till seven o'clock. Sit back, relax, uh, take your coat off, stay a while uh, and uh, enjoy uh, another episode of uh, this big show. Now, we do have uh, a pretty good uh, guest list tonight and I'm going to talk a little bit about this because... <laughs> Uh, you know, well, first first and foremost, uh, Kirsten Hipkins will be here, and uh, she is uh, with the Community Alliance for the Homeless. And it uh, doesn't take uh, much uh, for any of us to figure out that homelessness is a big problem in our city. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, she's the coordinated entry director. And recently they did an exercise out on the streets uh, to to uh, find uh, some of the homeless individuals. And, and, and a big part of what they want to do as a coalition is to one day hopefully end homelessness in our city. Uh, but I wanted to bring her on because this is a problem and this is something that we can't ignore. Uh, and uh, it's nice to know that there are organizations that are out there trying to take care of it. A little bit later on in the broadcast, uh, we are going to uh, speak with uh, Andrew Humphrey. Now, who is that, you say? The name sounds familiar. Uh, if you watch Fox 13 or you're a big uh, you know, watcher of that station, he is the Fox 13 chief meteorologist. And I wanted to have him uh, on the show because we really don't know a lot about him. He's been here for a little while now, but we don't know a whole lot about Andrew. He has got a very impressive background and he's a very nice guy. Uh, so uh, look forward to uh, having a conversation with him uh, in just a little while. And uh, my next guest, uh, the next guest is, is one that's been getting most of the attention uh, out here. Uh, <laughs> he is someone, uh, well, you know him uh, by his face, but you also really know him by his voice. Uh, he is a radio personality extraordinaire in this town. He's a radio icon uh, in this city, currently hosting not one, but two radio shows uh, each and every day. Uh, one on the AM side, one on the FM side. You know him. Uh, as the bell ringer uh, and aka uh, Mr. Stan Bell uh, is uh, going to be joining me uh, in just a little bit. Uh, he's actually going to be here live. He's coming to the studio live tonight and uh, we're going to sit down and have a little bit of a chat. Uh, we've been trying to plan this for a while, uh, but you know, schedules, folks get busy in the whole nine yards. But yeah, Stan the man is going to be here and bye. The look of uh, what I saw on my Facebook page, uh, you know, I, I had to almost uh, I had to almost pinch myself, check myself because my name is Chip and I never get this kind of attention. But, you know, I, I know I know when the big shots come to town uh, and they come in the studio, you know, you have to, uh, you know, pay your respects uh, in terms of that. So we look forward to seeing Stan uh, in a little bit. Uh, but as we always do. At the beginning of every broadcast, we salute you if you're celebrating a birthday, a.k.a. another trip around the sun. Uh, this is the portion of the broadcast where we uh, shout you out uh, to your friends and your family and folks that don't even know you all over the country because, you know, we're on the World Wide Web. But I can't do any of that until I say, hit it, Bryn. All right, we got a lot of birthdays tonight, so let me get right to it. Queen D. Michelle. Celebrating her birthday today. Queen is my cousin. So, uh, happy birthday, fam. I uh, hope you had a wonderful day. 
David Jordan celebrating today, as is Jalen Johnson. Happy birthday to Shane Freeman, Chris Tice, Felicia Harris, Timon Clark. Happy birthday to Amy Griffin Beckman. Happy birthday, Sherry Brown. Kevin Snyder is celebrating today, as is Tonya, as, as Tonya Evans and Jacqueline Johnson. Oh, a lot of birthdays uh, today in the first week of February. I hope uh, if you had a birthday over the weekend, you had one today, or you have one this week. Hope it all goes well. Uh, may your birthday be a blessing. Uh, may you celebrate life abundantly. And we hope to be with you next year to celebrate your next trip around the sun. Thank you, Bryn. So... As we uh, take a, a gander at, uh, uh, before we do the news and notes, uh, I want to recognize uh, a death. Carl Weathers, uh, actor. Uh, most of us know him uh, for the Rocky series of movies that he did, played Apollo Creed. He was also recently in a Disney movie, a very popular one called The Mandalorian. I played a character in that. Uh, he died uh, a few days ago, uh, peacefully in his sleep. Uh, at uh, uh, as uh, at the age of 76 years old. Now, I see Stan coming in studio. He's walking in here right now. And uh, one of y'all, can y'all, one of y'all go out? Uh, yeah, I see him. Yeah, come on around. Come on around. Stan is here. Uh, so uh, uh, we, we got that all out of the way. But anyway, uh, Carl Weathers, uh, dead at the age of 76. They said he died peacefully in his sleep. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, you know, may his memory always be a blessing. Uh, in news and notes, uh, well, first things first, I don't know if many of you heard, uh, King Charles III over in England uh, was diagnosed with a form of cancer. Uh, he has, uh, they have not disclosed what type of cancer it is, uh, but he is uh, to reign, not, not to, uh, you know, be out in the public. Uh, he can do his work, he can do his work from his residence, uh, but he'll remain out of the public eye uh, for the time being. Uh, but he will be treated on an outpatient basis. Uh, a little closer to home, uh, we're going to get a new superintendent of uh, Memphis and Shelby County Schools. Uh, it's down to the final three. Uh, the uh, school board will make their selection public this coming Friday, February 9th. So we will all know who the next uh, superintendent of education is for the Memphis and Shelby County Schools districts on this Friday. Uh, a bit uh, closer uh, to home here. Uh the police are still investigating a shooting last night, very sad, uh, shooting last night in Orange Mound uh, that caused a crash that killed a 54-year-old woman. Uh, there are a total of five people in the vehicle, uh, in, in the car that she was driving in. She was apparently shot uh, at, and, of course, the car uh, then swerved into a, a power pole. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's tough uh, all, all the way around. Uh, again, uh, no suspect information. There were four children in the vehicle as well. Uh, one of those uh, one of those uh, children is fighting for his life at the hospital or her life at the hospital as well. So, again, a very sad uh, situation uh, as crime continues to be the number one topic in our city. Uh, city Council is in session today. They are actually voting uh, on uh, the appointments that uh, Mayor Harris said. Come in, if you want. Uh, the mayor that Mayor Harris uh, uh, has picked. And this is a bit of a process, of course. We know the big news is that uh, the big news is that uh, you know the uh, chief of police is now interim, of course, and uh, that has been taken off the table. We don't know when it is going to uh, go back on the table, but that interim title could be kind of tricky uh, for the city council in terms of how long uh, that lasts, according to the city attorney. They may have to change titles around because they don't pay for interim for a long period of time. So this is going to be a very, a very interesting scenario and situation as pertains uh, to the current uh, interim police chief, uh, C.J. Davis. Uh, let me see. Heavy rain. Let's pray for the folks out in California, my home state in particular, in Los Angeles. They have gotten... Uh, an unusual amount. There's big storms in uh, California right now, one after another. They've already received, uh, L.A. has already received four to five inches of rain, and there's another day of this. It's rained at least uh, 24 hours straight uh, out there, and it is causing mudslides and and uh, landslides and, uh, you know, major flooding everywhere, homes destroyed. The mayor of Los Angeles has declared 
uh, a a uh, emergency order out there uh, because and basically telling folks uh, if you don't need to get out on the roads on the freeways out there don't do it stay home uh, which is something you hear you know in this part of the country but it is really bad out there and uh, you know our family out there still and uh, you know keeping the track on things and uh, watching but this weather situation that they are dealing with right now is going to be with them through tomorrow. And again, this is such an unusual thing. Uh, normally, folks out in California are begging for rain. Uh, but now they have uh, way more than they can handle. And it has become a very serious and uh, dangerous uh, scenario out there. So we'll keep an eye on that situation at, as well. Uh, finally, uh, I don't know how many of you saw the Grammys last night. Uh, big show. Uh, but we want to shout out and congratulate a couple of folks from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, who won a Grammy Awards last night? Dini Parker, a uh, longtime executive at Stax, uh, uh, the Music Academy, and the museum over there. And Robert Gordon won uh, last night for Best Album Notes for Written in Their Soul. Uh, so that is uh, that's a, that's a big deal. Anytime somebody from Memphis uh, uh, wins, uh, that's a big deal. So congratulations to Dini and congratulations to Robert uh, on their Grammy win. By the way. Uh, did anybody uh, see uh, Killer Mike, uh, who apparently is a rapper? I think Lola would probably know, and 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 and, and Nicole as well, uh, who won not one, not two, but three Grammys, and also won a pair of bracelets from the uh, L.A. Uh, <laughs> Police Department uh, as they as they took him out last night. They took him out of the ceremony last. Night. He was arrested. We don't know what he was arrested for. But he was arrested last night after winning uh, his three Grammys. Uh, uh, I think he's out now on bond. We still don't know what the charges are. But in any event, big night, exciting night for the folks out there. We are going to take our first break. And ladies and gentlemen, if you hadn't heard me, uh, you know, right at the top of the show here, uh, one of our guests uh, is here in studio tonight. And the one that you all have been talking about all afternoon on my Facebook page. I had to look twice to see if it was my Facebook page or his Facebook page. He is that pop- he's that popular. Uh, but anyway, Stan, Stan the man, Stan Bell, the bell ringer, uh, is uh, going to be joining me in just a few minutes in studio. Uh, to talk about a few things. I haven't seen him in quite a while, and uh, we'll go back down memory lane. Yes, he is, uh, you know, the radio personality in this city. Yes, he is a radio icon and all of that. But you all know that, right? Uh, Of course you do. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to take my first break. I'm Chip. You know who you are. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to get the show started on this Monday evening. Don't go away. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to WIXR 91.7 FM. Chris Rowling here, host of Dipping Your Hip on Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. As a listener-supported station, WIXR thrives on your support, not just as listeners, but as active contributors. So, I'm asking you to become a sustaining member today. Head on over to WIXR.org forward slash donate and hit that donate button to keep your favorite WIXR DJs and hosts on the airwaves. Plus, our monthly donors get their own WIXR merch, and a ton of other perks. Our way of saying thanks. Visit wyxr.org forward slash donate today, become a monthly donor, and let's help keep the station with the city soul going strong. Support WYXR's vibrant community by joining our sustaining membership program. Your monthly contribution ensures your favorite station with steady funding and a thriving future. Plus, enjoy exclusive perks like early event access, WYXR merch, and more. Setting up your donation is easy. Visit wyxr.org slash donate today. 
Thanks for tuning in to WYXR. Your love for diverse music and community stories keeps us thriving. Want to be an even bigger part of the station with the city's soul? Become a sustaining member today. Monthly donations make a lasting impact. So head over to WYXR.org slash donate and join us in celebrating the soul of Memphis together. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip with you, and I'm very glad that you are with us uh, this evening. Uh, as I said at the beginning of the broadcast, uh, it is no surprise uh, that uh, of all the challenges that we have in our city, one of the biggest challenges is homelessness. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> you don't have to look far to find it or to see it. Uh, and so I wanted to, there was a story in the paper uh, last week in the commercial appeal about a, a group, a county, uh, uh, an organization that is doing some things really to try to help uh, those who are less fortunate and those who are living on our streets uh, from the Community Alliance uh, for the Homeless. Uh, and so I wanted to uh, have uh, uh, their uh, coordinated entry director in tonight to talk a little bit about this. And I'm very happy to have uh, Kirsten Hipkins joining me on the broadcast tonight. And did I say it right? Is it Kirsten? Is it Kirsten? Or did, did, did I just want to make sure I said it right. It's Kirsten. It's Kirsten. Okay, that's even better. Yes. I can do that. I can remember that. All right, Kirsten. Well, listen, first of all, thank you for being here, and thank you for coming on Real Talk. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So, Kirsten, uh, you know, obviously uh, no one knows uh, better than you and your organization uh, about the plight of homelessness, uh, especially here in the city of Memphis. And recently, uh, you all uh, did an exercise, you know, where you all went out on the streets, you know, you and, 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 and a group of folks that work with you. Tell us a little bit about what that was all about and, and more importantly, why you did what you did. So we conducted something that's called the Unsheltered Point in Time Count. This is an event that is required by the Federal Housing and Urban Development uh, department of the federal government that is who is our sole funder mm -hmm. um we call them hud hud identifies our agency community alliance for the homeless as the continuum of care for city of memphis and for shelby county and so they require us to do a point in time count they give us um minimal guidance to do so all they tell us is that it needs to be in the middle of the night on one of the coldest nights in the month of January. Wow. Um, it's a very old practice, but in their minds, um, those would be who they would consider the most vulnerable. HUD's development within Community Alliance for the Homeless is very focused on permanent long-term housing. And so to be able to provide those resources, they conduct things like the point in time count and they employ us to do so so that they can compare the resources that they're implementing right. and compare it to what their true need may be. Um, but it is a huge undertaking and it is primarily only done with volunteers. Well, wow, I'm sorry, go yeah. ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Kirsten, go ahead. Um, so it is an event that I rely heavily on our community partners. So we at Community Alliance do not do any direct service with those who are experiencing homelessness. We operate solely as a mediary agency, kind of a TA for for the agencies providing the direct services. So we are the mediary between HUD and those who are providing services. So for the point time count, we separate the city of Memphis and Shelby County into 23 zones. Mm -hmm. And so we have to employ small volunteer groups to go out in the middle of the night, um, which are all gracious volunteers from countless agencies yeah. uh, throughout yeah. the city. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a, a tremendous uh, undertaking, and I would I would, uh, would would probably add that it's probably a bit dangerous out there too, uh, given uh, what uh, we are dealing with uh, in, in our city uh, these days. For all of you, is there security uh, with you all out there doing what you're doing? I'm I'm, I'm hoping you'll say yes. 
Um, I would love to say yes. Mm. We, um, HUD has really strict rules uh, not to go to certain areas if it doesn't feel safe. We don't go into abandoned buildings. Um, we don't let anyone go anywhere alone. But that's another reason why we rely so heavily on our partners, because our partners are outreach workers. They are service providers. They are people who on a daily basis are working with the homeless population and they're trained on trauma-informed care and how to keep a safe space. And um, we definitely don't encourage them to go into any unsafe situation, which unfortunately means that our count isn't always as accurate as we would like it to be. Yeah, uh, in, in, in terms of all of that, uh, can you tell us, uh, based on what you know and based on what you have researched, uh, how bad is the is the homeless population uh, in uh, in our city uh, and in our county? I mean, you know, you can't drive down the street without seeing somebody, you know, who, uh, you know, who is basically living outside, and it is a big situ. It is a big problem, and I know your your uh, your particular uh, community alliance for the homeless, and 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 the other area you mentioned. Uh, you know, eventually, I think the goal is to try to eradicate homeless, which is, I'm sure, why you need the community partnerships uh, that you have in all of this. But but but, how big a problem are we looking at here? It's. It is a current large problem and it's it's growing. Um, so within coordinated entry, which is the system that I operate, uh, it is solely just out there to really identify the most vulnerable and those who are homeless. Right. And my count is getting in larger and larger every year. Um, and that includes families. This year we saw an increase in families. We also saw, saw an increase in the elderly population. Oh, wow. So because of the... Um, the rent price is increasing and a lot of them lived on live on kind of like a fixed income and so they can no longer afford their rent um and so we are unfortunately seeing an increase um especially since it feels as if especially in the city of memphis that rental properties um and like home ownership there seems to, like housing is a commodity yeah um and we kind of see it more as a right and there really hasn't been and they did uh, raise the fair market rate, but there doesn't seem to be any talk on like capping on what people can charge. And so there are even an increase of people who have full-time work who just can't afford rent right now. That is uh, stunning and, and, and truly sad. Uh, in terms of uh, <clears throat> the governmental end of this, and I don't know if you can answer it or not, but I mean, how much focus is being addressed uh, uh, on this problem? I do know that our current mayor, Paul Young, is, uh, has addressed it on, on, on a, a few occasions uh, as being one of the priorities here. But from the county perspective and from the city perspective, I mean, is there, are there dedicated uh, funds to try to figure out just how to sort of put a cap uh, on this particular situation? Because uh, just based on what you said, it's, it's, it's really tough out here. Yeah, so I don't work directly with the city um, within my program, but I do know that our, another director uh, in our COC planning, I know that she works directly with the city and I, I can't speak to any of the funds that they're working with, but I do know that the city and the county are direct partners of ours. Um, well, in terms of money, I think that that's just kind of a sticky conversation for everybody. Yeah, I would imagine. So, uh, do you ever, uh, when you when you when you talk to do, part of your research is, is is communicating with some of these people that you uh, that you see on the streets? Is is that is that is that part of it as well? Um, in terms of uh, how to interact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah your, your your interaction with uh, some of these individuals out here. Yeah. So within my system, a lot of what I see is uh, what what I would consider typical. It seems to be uh, 30 to 40% of them are employed. Um, and I would even reckon to say 30 to 40% of even those are full-time employed. Wow. We're having an increase of large families being displaced. Um, we had a few large apartment complexes uh, that were, that the, you know, the city, came through and told them they can't stay there anymore and there hasn't been a recollection of them being able to find and secure something else. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, there's a lot of displacement with the elderly right now. So that's just what I'm seeing within like my system. Yeah. 
How often? Um, how often? I'm sorry, uh, Kirsten, uh, to, to, yeah. to interrupt. How often do you do this? How often do you hit the streets and 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 have to take these surveys? You said HUD is pretty re- regulated on on how they want this done, and, and and how often you do it. How often do you do it? We conduct the point in time count once every year, so we conduct it every January. Okay. Okay. Yes. And you mentioned at the very top, and during one of the coldest times of the year, uh, you know, in, in January, when when I guess you, you you probably see that the most, it's uh, uh, it's heartbreaking to uh, to to see that and, and to hear that. But I do know uh, that one of uh, the things that I read in terms of your website was uh, that eventually, you know, we would like to see an eradication of this and more of the people who are unhoused uh, being housed. Talk to me a little bit about that commitment. So Community Alliance for the Homeless firmly believes that um, homelessness can be solved. So what that means is based on like HUD's definition and all that means is that we believe within the resources of our community that homelessness can be solved in means that every time someone experiences homelessness, it's their first time and that the experience is brief. Mm -hmm. And we are um, kind of the media agency in believing that it, we believe that there are enough resources in the community, but it's so important that those works aren't being done in silos. And so a large part of our work is getting everyone to the table to recognize what is out there and what is working, what isn't working, to even help fill some of those gaps. So a large part, a large part of what we're doing is to kind of collab, make those collaborations amongst the community. Yeah. But we firmly believe that within the practices that HUD is giving us, that yeah. homelessness is 100% solvable. Well, listen, if we can get all the resources to the table at the same time. Well, absolutely that. Well, listen, uh, thank you for uh, taking some time this, uh, tonight to come on the show to talk a little bit about this. I just thought it was very fascinating and it put a spotlight uh, you know, on a very difficult problem in our city, uh, especially when I read the story, I said, well, no, we have to talk a little bit more in depth about this uh, in terms of, uh, but God bless you for what you do. Uh, and more importantly, for the commitment to try to fix this problem. Uh, I mean, uh, with God, nothing is impossible. Uh, and of course, uh, the proper help from the proper individuals as well. Uh, so, uh, you know, really, really appreciate you, Kirsten. Kirsten Hipkins, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Coordinated Entry Director for the Community Alliance for, for the Homeless. Uh, Kirsten, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you know, again, we can't uh, forget about those who are less fortunate than we are. Uh, And there are so many uh, who are going through uh, major challenges in our our community on a daily basis out here. Uh, And that is why we uh, try to address uh, programs just like the one uh, that she is uh, a part of. And again, uh, the hope and the prayer is to one day uh, be able to eradicate uh, the homeless situation. So we thank her for coming on the show. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, uh, we are going to continue uh, on uh, this uh, Monday evening. Uh, The train is just leaving the station. We hope you stick with us uh, tonight. Uh, And uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Don't you go away. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Portugal the Man is back, coming to Minglewood Hall Friday, July 5th. Tickets on sale Friday, February 9th. More information at memphopresents.com. Support for WIXR comes from Feast and Graves, offering luxury grazing boxes, cheese and charcuterie platters, and tables for any occasion. Free delivery available within Shelby County, a new storefront with high P-hour wellness opening this spring in Poplar Plaza Shopping Center. More information at feastandgraves.com.
Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR. And he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening in the city. Chip Washington with you. Very happy to have you with us and very happy to have my next guest uh, with us. Uh, This is a gentleman uh, that uh, if you are uh, an avid watcher of Fox 13, uh, you see him every night. He uh, uh, talks about something very important that all of us need to know, and that is about the weather. Uh, And... uh, I'm uh, really, really pleased and happy to have uh, him uh, joining us tonight. We had a uh, logistically trying to get all of this together, but we finally were able to do it. He is Mr. Andrew Humphrey. He is the Fox 13 chief meteorologist. And Andrew, it's great to see you and welcome to Real Talk Memphis. I'm glad to have you. Mr. Washington, thank you for having me on. It is an honor. It is a pleasure, and good to see you, sir. Well, wait a minute now. You have to call me Chip, okay? If I can call, if I can call you Andrew. Please call me Chip. Please call me Chip. Uh, but but absolutely uh, great to have you on here. And, of course, uh, you are the chief meteorologist over at Fox 13, uh, and uh, you have been here. Now, I, I don't want to guess. It's been over a year. How, how long have you been here exactly, uh, Andrew? Well, Chip, it has been over a year. And again, it's a pleasure to be on Real Talk Memphis. It is once again an honor. Uh, Family and I absolutely love it here. Certainly love the higher temperatures. Southern hospitality at its finest right here in Memphis and the Mid-South. And wonderful to be here at Fox 13 and taking the helm as a chief meteorologist and working with all my team members here. So uh, before you uh, came here, you have a very interesting background, but before you came here, where was your last stop before this stop? Right before here, I was in another musical city, Detroit, Michigan. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you like, you can go ahead and blame me for the snow and ice that we got two or three weeks ago. <laughs> that's, six to, that, that's six to eight inches that some folks receive here. But right before here, I was in Motown uh, delivering the weather there and also delivering science and technology news with Tech Time with Andrew Humphrey. Well, you know, uh, in terms of the, the event that we had here, uh, you know, we don't we don't see it every year, obviously. Um, you're obviously very used to all of this uh, from where you came from uh, up in Michigan. But we don't see that here uh, in, in terms of um, uh, forecasting in general. Uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, you can attest to the fact that technology has gotten so much better through the years. How long have you been uh, in uh, the weather game and as a meteorologist? How many years? Well, I started my career over 20 years ago. Uh, I was born and raised in Maryland, and that's actually where I ended up uh, earning my first job. It was actually the first place that I interned as a budding meteorologist as a student. During my academic career, during the summers when I would return home to the D.C. area, I interned in a number of places, including NASA, also the National Weather Service. But a third place I interned was at Channel 4 in Washington, D.C. And lo and behold, after I graduated from undergraduate school, in graduate school, I stayed in touch with all those folks that I worked with professionally, and they were nice enough to say, congratulations, and we have these job openings. Lo and behold, there was a job opening at Channel 4 in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and working there as a, as a meteorologist there, and then the rest is history, and here we are today. Where did the interest uh, in weather and learning about weather and studying all of that, where did that come from? And was it something at a very early age from you? I mean, how'd you, how did you uh, discover your love of weather? Well, let me ask you this, Chip. The snow and ice that we received two or three weeks ago, uh, if you have children in your family, did they enjoy snow, having snow days or did they, they not like having snow days? Well, uh, my, mine are grown folk, but uh, and, and I'm sure anybody you know who, who was off for that week enjoyed it. Now, <laughs> I have a wife <laughs> who's a teacher, so she really enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, you know, so yeah, but is that, but is that kind of where that came from? or is- Exactly. That's where it started for me when I was a child. I, when I really thought back to it, and this is what I tell students all the time who are thinking about any sort of career or really discovering their passion, I mean, I really, I really take it from my upbringing, what my mother and father told me. And they said, uh, choose something that you love and something that you know well. Combine those two things and that will be a good guide for you. So this was by the time I was in high school. Uh, and I thought back to when I was even younger and I thought back to elementary school and I thought, 
you know what? I love snow days growing up, just as many of the kids do here. Yeah. So I enjoyed snow days. That meant I enjoyed weather. When it wasn't a snow day and I was in school, the two classes that I loved the most and knew pretty well were math and science. Weather, math, science, all three of those things put together is what meteorology is all about. How does uh, one, you know, when you have uh, situations, and and I'm sure you've probably seen them all uh, in your career, uh, that, that require uh, a particular attention, like like the snow event that we had here, or, you know, when we see tornadoes or a lot of other things, severe weather that happens, uh, how is important? How important is the presentation? Because what I like about you is uh, you do it in a, first of all, uh, serious situation, but in a very calm way as to not to panic uh, the uh, the citizens, uh, you know, who are out there trying to figure out what is going on. Uh, is that is that something that is something that you take a lot of pride in being able to explain certain weather events in a common sense way without getting overly dramatic about it? Well, first, I appreciate the compliment, and it is something that I strive for. Whenever there's severe weather, whether it's because of uh, winter storms that provide winter storm warnings or because of severe thunderstorms, tornadoes, or even hurricanes if they travel this far north and and, uh, pose flooding risks, it's our job as meteorologists, as chief meteorologists, Severe Weather Center 13, to be the calm in the center of the storm, that calm eye in the center of the proverbial storm. Mm-hmm. And to be that piece of authority that folks can turn to to understand, okay, how can I empower myself to protect myself, my property, and my family and loved ones? All the things that we hold dear, people, pets, and property. Um, and that's what we strive for every day here, and it's certainly what I strive for professionally whenever there's severe weather, is that I know that folks are tur- turning to uh, me and us right here at Severe Weather Center 13 in order to keep them safe, but also to help keep themselves and their family members safe, too. So, you know, uh, you know having, having said all that, uh, you have a, a pretty impressive uh, background, uh, almost unique in, 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 some, in some ways, but tell me a little bit about uh, what you started uh, with NABJ. I thought that was very interesting. Oh, I appreciate that. I- I've been very fortunate and blessed over my career uh, when it came to choosing meteorology as something to study and then the position of becoming a meteorologist professionally and now chief meteorologist. When it comes to NABJ, which is the National Association of Black Journalists, I've been a member of that really since the start of my professional career. Mm-hmm. And that it's a for those who may not know, the National Association of Black Journalists is a professional society comprised of mostly black journalists. Mm-hmm. And in that organization, there are a number of task, task forces uh, revolving around political uh, journalism, entertainment journalism, sports journalism. And within the past couple of years, I helped co-found the Weather and Climate Task Force. So meteorologists like myself and weathercasters, but also climate reporters and weather reporters can basically gather, share information, and also help with uh, providing uh, providing a place where future meteorologists within NABJ and outside of NABJ, students essentially, can aspire to become meteorologists just like ourselves. And it's very similar. The second thing that I'm also proud of is I actually founded the Digital Journalism Task Force. Yeah. This is when the internet was coming to the fore mm-hmm. and more tools and more technology was being incorporated in journalism Mm -hmm. and basically i could see that i i could basically read the writing on the wall that more and more we were going to rely on technology for story research story gathering and also storytelling so the digital journalism task force is really trying to keep on the cutting edge of letting journalists know okay what, what other types of technology are coming down the pike that may be useful in our careers so with both of those um with both of those uh I humbly say achievements, those are things that I'm very proud of, and I hope they're helpful to journalists and meteorologists, climate enthusiasts and climate experts just like myself, and for future ones as well. And you're building a legacy, there's no doubt about that. My, my last question to you is, is pretty simple, and you mentioned it a little bit at the top, uh, but, but what do you and the family enjoy most about being uh, here in the Bluff City? Well, Chip, first off, I. I, I wouldn't be a meteorologist or chief meteorologist if I didn't say the weather. So I've got to <laughs> yeah. say that off the top. Yeah. Uh, although, I mean, my wife certainly doesn't does not miss the lower temperatures or the snow. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, with, when it came to the snow and ice from a couple of weeks ago, I know that was very inconvenient for many folks, but I was able to go sledding with my son, uh, our little boy, 
uh, a couple of weeks ago and make some new memories and also gather some, remember the old memories that we had in Michigan when it came to having fun in the snow. But certainly we've enjoyed the weather here and all the sights and sounds that Memphis and the Mid-South have to offer, whether it's spending time along the Mississippi River, um, also getting to know a number of the institutions that are here in yeah, Memphis, sure. including the Children's Museum, mm-hmm. uh, also joining the Brooks Museum, of course, the Civil Rights uh, National Civil Rights Museum right here in Memphis as well. And we're looking forward to exploring and discovering more. You're a good guy, man. Uh, and I, I, I really, uh, you, you can feel that. It comes through uh, the screen when you do your thing. I said, you know, he's a, he's a very nice guy. He really is. And, <laughs> and I, I, I don't think you do a lot of these kind of interviews. So I'm very happy that uh, we were able to link up and get you on the air and kind of talk a little bit about Andrew for a few minutes. I really appreciate your time, though, my friend. And I hope that even though this is the first time, I hope it won't be your last time on our broadcast. Oh, absolutely. Chip, I appreciate the invitation very much. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, also, the compliments that you bestowed uh, earlier this earlier this evening. And yes, the, hopefully this will be the first of many conversations that we'll have on the air. And I'd love to come back and continue to talk to the people and encourage more folks to uh, not only watch Fox 13 for their continuous weather coverage, but really help uh, discover more about what meteorology, how important weather and climate are to uh, Memphis, to the Mid-South as well, uh, when it comes to raising their families, protecting their families, and just simply making the world a better place as well. If I may add, that's another thing that I happen to be passionate about. I'm very proud of the community service uh, that I've done as well. Mm. So I really do enjoy reaching out to students, helping them discover their passion. If it happens to be meteorology, that's great. If it doesn't, that's fine as well. Main thing is make them discover what it is they love, what it is they know well, Combine those two things to have a successful life, uh, build a successful career, a successful life, and something that Memphis and the Mid-South can be proud of. Andrew Humphrey, ladies and gentlemen, Chief Meteorologist at Fox 13. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Uh, Be safe out there, and I look forward to talking to you down the road. Chip, thank you very much to the audience. Thank you very much for listening also. Looking forward to staying in touch and seeing everyone again. Take care, my friend. Take care. You too, sir. Andrew Humphrey, ladies and gentlemen. Great conversation with him. Uh, Chief meteorologist over at Fox 13. Uh, Good guy, too, as well. Um, We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, yeah, he's here. In case you all just are tuning in right now, he's here in studio. Who is he? Well, if you don't know who he is, you'll find out after the break. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Support for WIXR comes from Feast and Graves, offering luxury grazing boxes, cheese and charcuterie platters, and tables for any occasion. Free delivery available within Shelby County, a new storefront with high P-hour wellness, opening this spring in Poplar Plaza Shopping Center. More information at feastandgraves.com. You're listening to WIXR 91.7 FM, a nonprofit, free-form community radio station. Become a WIXR Sustainer member today, and your monthly support will help keep the music alive in Memphis. Plus, you'll be lined up to receive perks such as early access to events, members-only newsletters, and for this month only, a special tee designed by Carrie Mahoney, host of Ring the Alarm. Become a Sustainer member today at WIXR.org slash donate. Shannon and Cecilia here. Do you love stories featuring community changemakers in Memphis? Don't miss Just Bluffin', a feel-good podcast found online in the WYXR Podcast Network. Access all our podcasts at WYXR.org.
Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this beautiful Monday evening in the city, crisp and cool as it's supposed to be because it's actually still wintertime. Okay, so, uh, you know, I have known this gentleman for a long time. Now, many of you, of course, are, a lot of you have grown up with him. A lot of you know him uh, from uh, his UT Martin days yeah. uh, where he got it all started back in the day. <laughs> uh, he is uh, a radio icon in this town. Uh, he is uh, a legendary broadcaster in this town. He's been doing it now. You've been doing this almost, what, three decades? Or close That's to about right, Chip. Yeah, That's yeah. about right. Uh, actually, more than that, about 36, actually. About 36 36, years. 37 on Memphis Airwaves. Okay, you're doing your thing, man. Well, by way of formal introduction, you all know him. You all know his voice. Uh, he is uh, uh, Stan Bell, uh, a.k.a. the bell ringer, you know, <laughs> uh, serving more power than a what? I'd be pushing more power. You're pushing more power than a Duracell. You do it, man. Each and every day, Stan is on uh, twice a day, every day. He is on WDIA with Stan Bell Morning Show uh-huh. from six to ten a.m. Yeah. Uh, and uh, each and every afternoon, uh, he shifts chairs and goes over to V one on one and uh, handles that drive from three to to seven o'clock. Right, right. You the man, baby. Yeah, yeah. I got a long record on right now, Chip. You know, just enough time to <laughs> <laughs> for me to get over here. Yeah, hit, 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 hit. On two wheels. Hit, hit, hit. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but but listen, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate you being here. Man, you're more than welcome, Chip. You know, see, Dub. Man, you know it's uh, we go back. Yeah. Like stacks and eight tracks. <laughs> that's, you know, I mean, that's, that's a long way, man. Long way, man. That's a, that's a know, long. Man. That's a long way back, man. Have you always? <laughs> and this is one of those silly questions people are like me ask. Have you always had a love for music, and more importantly? being able to entertain the public. And I forgot to mention, uh, in addition to your uh, weekday shows, yeah. plural, yeah. Uh, you're also DJing all over all yeah, over Mid-South as well, too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good thing uh, when the phone still rings, you know. Uh, they, you know, Folks say, be careful what you ask for, right? You might uh, just get it. Yeah. So I got bit by the broadcasting bug when I was about maybe a sophomore in high school. But I loved music since a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Listening to music that you like, Jackson Five, the Love You Say. Stop yeah. now, you say baby. Yeah. I know <laughs> that's one of your favorite ships. That's me. That's but me. you know, by the time I was a um, sophomore in high school in tenth grade, that's when it really kicked in because I was a part of what they call the WDIA, if I can say that on this great sure. station that sure, we're sure. on. Yeah. WDIA High School Reporter. Okay. And the guidance counselor kind of um, Showed me how to be a part of that because she knew I had an interest. And then from there, you know, I was 15 years old. I said, I want to be on the radio. Yeah, yeah. And that's where it pretty much started in high school. I know people uh, that uh, have known you since college. They went to school with you right. uh, back and You were a legend at UT Martin. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, and I still hear about that today. And I'm sure you do too <laughs> oh, as well. Oh, yeah. Good days. Uh, how, how, how great an experience was that when Man, you were in college? It was awesome. And I had no idea. Uh, all of that would lead to where I am now, but I guess, you know, it makes sense. You know, um, I enjoyed being at Martin, stayed up there long enough, man. <laughs> Had a couple of victory laps <laughs> after I should have graduated, but, you know, I guess it was delayed by design. Yeah. So I was a communications major, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what my guidance counselor told me to do. He said, you want to be on the radio, you want to do uh, media, you want to do this kind of stuff. So you major in mass communication. Right. So, you know, that was the major. Yeah. And it, and the good thing about it and the blessing of it all was that they had a radio station on campus. Yes. Talking about UT Martin, of course. Yes. In Weekly County, Martin, Tennessee. And so that's where it all, you know, if you can get your hands dirty, so to speak, working with the actual equipment. Yeah. And they have a practicum course where you can get the experience. That's where it all starts, you know. Because you got your experience. You've been uh, with uh, WDIA. You've been with K97. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, for for a very long time. Uh, how did you? Uh, I think you sort of sort of alluded to it. Uh, your first foray uh, into that that big broadcast empire. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, you know it all started after I graduated from Martin. Yeah. Uh, my first commercial job was at in Jackson, Tennessee, with the late great Super Wolf. You recognize that name? Yes. Super Wolf can yeah. do it, Mr. James, James E. Wolf. Wolf, yes, Wolf sir. with an E, right? Yes, sir. Yes, and, sir. And uh, he gave me my first break. Interviewed at his home on Christmasville Road in Jackson, Tennessee, Madison County. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave me a break, man. I was just part-time. And then, uh, after being on Wolf Station, Kicks 96, right? Yes. Kicks in the Mix 96. Yes. And uh, I worked there about six months. And then I went across town to a rock station. You know, uh, it was called, believe it or not, Good Rock 103. Okay. Probably the only guy that looked like me on the air yeah, over there. I'm sure. You know, so, that, <laughs> so when I was playing ZZ Top and... Uh, Credence Clearwater Revival and some Bowie and, you know, mm. all of that. But all that, I talked that all up to the experience of having been on the um, college radio stage because that's all I played. I played rock, played, well, I played rock, classical pop. They train you for the diversity of it all. Yeah. And then I left Jackson uh, after working at the Good Rock 103 station and I, I, I worked at a skating rink in Covington, Tennessee, kind of in between working in Jackson. And then they brought a lady by the name of Pam Wells. Little Girl Wells, you may recognize that name. Okay, okay. And she was the program director of K97. Long story short, I was the, the house DJ at the skating rink, and uh, when she came to make a special appearance, you know, yeah. we left an air check. Yeah. You know, with her, just with to, her, just to have to uh, listen just to, to make, on the way make back. Make sure to she Memphis. had that. Absolutely, yeah, just a little something. Yeah, yeah, just a little something. For those who don't know what air check is, it would be like what. Uh, Andrew Humphrey was talking about earlier. That would be like a video reel of highlights of him being on the air. Exactly, exactly. And is, is that how Star was born? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is, is that how Star was born? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess. Good Star, man. That's a little bit of cassettes. These ladies probably don't remember what cassettes looked like or knew what that was all about. Uh, some of the studio in studio folks, but uh, she listened obviously to the audio cassette mm-hmm. of my show in Jackson, Tennessee, and I got a call about a week later about, you know, coming on to K97 part-time. This was 86. And the fuse was launched. Yeah. From there. Man, yeah. we, we had already been bit, and now it was time to, now, I, if I could back up. Sure. I will say this. I had been, tr- I was trying to get on K97 forever. Uh-huh. I got turned down not once, not twice, but three times, mainly because uh, the reasons were nobody was going anywhere, everybody was happy, nobody was leaving. Yeah. Um, and, other, and then it was like, of course, no openings. And then I had to polish up some more to get that commercial yeah, sound. Sure, I was sure. used to being on college, so I had to do some things with my voice, it's tweak some things, yeah, delivery. Sure. So it was all delayed by design chip. Sure. Man, I, you know, I, and listening to all of that, and a lot of you out there listening to all of this, and of course, uh, uh, you know, uh, due to the uh, very sad and unfortunate passing, uh, you know, of our friend uh, Bobby OJ. And as a matter of fact, uh, I had Bobby on this show. I, I, I had, it took me forever to get him on this show, uh, but when he he finally agreed, and literally, uh, he was on the show. He, he he came on this show almost a year to the day uh, to his passing before his passing. Wow. Uh, and and uh, you know of course uh, that stunned us all. Yes. Uh, and uh, when it happened, uh, but it's God's time, not our time. Uh, when it came down to making a decision as to who is going to succeed this legend, mm-hmm. uh, I don't really think there was uh, much thought given to who it was or who it would be, mm-hmm. and it was you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I guess I need to take you back t- to that time. Of course, it was a very emotional time for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but when they said, Stan, we would like you to uh, to, to carry this mantle, uh, what were your thoughts on Who, that? me? Who, we? What? what? Yeah. You know, it was, first of all, uh, let me say I was humbled by the fact that me even to be considered. Yeah. And I started thinking about it. I said, well, if not me, then who? Yeah. It was almost like taking one for the city, take one for the team. You know how you say take one for the team? Sure. So that we all could achieve more, not just me. You know, I have this acronym, Chip, that I say it's, it's a team thing. Mm-hmm. Together, everyone achieves more. So working under Bobby for decades, yeah. you know, remember he was the operations manager for K97 101 and other stations, the Hallelujah, you know, all of that. Yeah. So I knew his style. I kind of felt like what he, would, how he wanted the station to move, and he, and, and I know that he wanted it to move forward. So I thought about it when they came to me. I prayed about it. Talked to my wife, my love of the wife Carla about yeah. it. Yeah. And came up with the decision. I said, let's do this. 
Let's do this. And the reason why is, you know, having worked at K97 under Bobby, mm-hmm. having worked at, uh, of course, V101, still mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and having worked at WDIA before. Yes. yes. It was just time to, what I call, achieve more. Yeah. So I say, this is what I say, unless you move, Chip, beyond what you've already mastered, you never grow. True. Very true. So I took the job, and here we are. Uh, it's been uh, a little over a year, almost two years now, right? Going on. About it'll a be year and a half. Two in May. It'll be two in May. Bobby yeah. transitioned, I believe, May 2, May 3 of 2022. Two, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, I, it took a couple of months for me to really get settled in and say yes. Yeah. I, I guess I started like Juneteenth. I always. Market like that, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Juneteenth, around mid June. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, towards the end of June is when I officially went on the air after the Juneteenth national holiday. So here it is, almost two years in just a few more months. Uh, it's uh, it seemed like it. it's the Stan Bell Morning Show, and you have, uh, you know, through time, uh, obviously, uh, and and the thought process. Of how you wanted to design this, and you've got this thing. You 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 got it the way you know you you set it up the way you wanted to set it yeah, up. Yeah. And it's a very smooth, uh, easy thing. And I, I listen to you in the morning. I'm thank a fa- you, thank I'm, you. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a fan too. I'm take it lightly. And yeah. uh, and uh, you know you you do you feel good? You you feel that that the show is at a place that you want it to be? Feel good about it. I do. Yes. Uh, uh, there's still room to grow, uh, but I wanted to. They they ask me the powers that be. <laughs> over at iHeart asked me, well, what are you going to take the show? What's your plan? Give, give us a mock yeah. design, a draft of the, the, the morning show. Sure. And I kind of, they said, we'll give you the weekend and you know, get us something back. Mm-hmm. And I got it together in 48 hours, and I emailed the, the, the presentation. Mm-hmm. And, and just to make a long story short, I, I wanted two important features every hour. Mm-hmm. If I come on it on the air at 6 I want two, I want to have two important features every hour. Six o'clock hour, seven o'clock hour, eight o'clock hour, then nine, of course, we open up the phone line. Sure, so, right. And, and I think it's where, we, we got some other plans, but I'm comfortable, I like where we're going with the, radio, the direction of the radio station. And I think Bobby is smiling. Yeah, I do too. You know, I do too. From the celestial city. Yeah, absolutely. Say, that. Yeah. Just, just, just seeing you, to seeing you do what you do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I uh, uh, got it about to get out of here now, but I, I'm really, uh, you know, when you hear professionals do what they do, but for me, it's like, it's an effortless thing. I mean, when you do, because you've been doing this a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and it's very effortless to listen to you what you do, how you do it on a daily basis. Uh, and uh, there has to be some sort of an innate thrill to be able to uh, be un- be able to understand. Or do you understand the support that you get from this community, from these well, people, from the Mid-South? I, get, I do get support, and I get, you know, I... I get I get the good, bad, and the ugly. I get the the good, bad, and the indifferent. You know, taking the seat initially, man. I, you won't believe some of the emails I receive. You not Bobby. You trying to be Bobby? Sure. Oh, what this? I don't like it. This, that, and the other. I said, well, just you know, be patient mm-hmm. and uh, watch where we go. Yeah, We've got a lot of help, man. We've got a lot of support, but I, I think the intangibles is what has helped me to drive this ship. Yeah. Uh, number one, knowing WDIA. You know, knowing yeah. the history, sure. you know, first yeah. black formatted station in the nation, yes, sir. as we say. Yes, sir. Uh, Professor Nat D. Williams, the first black yeah. announcer to hit the airwaves, not just happened to be in Memphis yeah. on WDIA, yeah. but in the world, I mean, the nation, man. And just knowing the history, the herb, the K's of the world, you know, my mentors, the intangibles, me being from Memphis, helped me to know this city. Homegrown, and, and man. For, yeah. And Home everybody kind of come on into, you know, uh, receiving me, I'll put it like that. Listen, man, uh, as Brim plays us out, uh, this has been, uh, for me, uh, something I've been looking forward to for a long time. Uh, and because I respect you and I admire you uh, for what you do on a daily basis. And I just want to thank you, man, for coming on and, oh, man. and being with me. And you're more than welcome, Chip. A long time coming, like Sam could. But I wanted to get out, get here, uh, Some, I guess it was maybe about a year ago or so. Yeah, we had some, that was it, some issues on yeah. our part. I have it in living color. Am I looking straight ahead? Yeah, I want to yeah, make sure. Yeah. Now, I'm on right a, up there. I'm on the Chip there? Washington Show. <laughs> 91.7 FM. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. <laughs> Listen, for all of us here, and Stan included, uh, for Brand and for Nicole, 
uh, and for Lola, uh, I'm Chip. Thank you all for being a part of what we're doing here at the WYXR. Uh, and uh, if Lord says so, we'll be back here next week. Try to do it all over again a little bit better. So for all of us here at Real Talk, I'm Chip, and I am out. See you soon.